Thanks, Welcome into the pylon week number eight here on WDBM, your source for all NFL talk here on Impact 89 FM in the basement of Holden Hall. My name is J.D. Coster. We got kind of a full crew back this week, Oscar Henderson, Jack David, and Matt Corey. Fellas, how are we doing? We're doing good. Good. Doing good, Excited Jay. to talk some more football again yeah. this week. Yeah, I mean, we got a full NFL slate. I mean, week six of the NFL wasn't very good, so it was kind of nice to have a have a, a, some good games last week. We got we had the Dolphins and the Eagles, which we'll touch on in a second, and then a bunch of other NFL action. Uh, the Packers and their struggles, we'll talk about them a little bit, but we got a lot of NFL action to cover. We're going to start off with Sunday Night Football. We're going to get into this right away. Sunday Night Football, the Dolphins and the Eagles. Eagles winning 31-17. Jalen Hurts, 279 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. I mean, we can touch on the tush-push right away because this is one of the more overpowered plays in the league. I mean... You talk about a quarterback that squats 600 pounds and they're able to get a first down easily. I mean, Oscar, I'll start with you. I mean, this this tush-push play is, or the brotherly shove is one, is one of the more unstoppable plays in the league. I mean, it's the one play that this team can build their offense around and create sustainable drives for them to, mm-hmm. you know, be out there on the field for 14, 17 plays, chew up some clock, and then, of course, score a touchdown. I mean, it's just unbelievable the way they're able to, like, execute it to perfection almost perfection pretty much 92% of the time. Yeah. It's it's absolutely insane and I I've never seen anything like it. I'm sure we'll never see I see anything like this again I, unless we get some other freak of nature quarterback who's coming in and squatting 600 700 pounds like Jalen Hurts is or another center like Jason Kelsey but yeah I mean for the Eagles this completely changes how they can game plan the offense. If you know you don't have to get a first down. If you can get within the one uh, to be forced in one. If you can get to third and manageable. Yeah. yeah that it, it completely changes, like, in a good way, the plays that you can call offensively. I mean, it's it's an absolute cheat code, uh, but it's not really a cheat code because they could, it's, they're not cheating. It's, it's so effective. They got the guys to do it, like you said. Jalen Hurst can squat 1,000 pounds, it feels like. <laughs> got, got Travis Kelsey, like. One of the best centers ever. So, yeah. Um, also, shout out Matt Corey. Uh, he's been on the Eagles since the beginning. Uh, so, obviously, I don't know if you had like a magic ball or something. You were able to see this, or maybe you're just smart. I mean, yeah, I just. Um, no, I mean, they were in the Super, they were a Super Bowl team last year. They started off a little slow, but every week, just kind of watching them progress, you kind of had a feeling that they were going to hit their stride at some point. It, looks like they finally have that offense is grooving um everything's kind of flowing with them the defense is coming together they've brought in some parts to fill some holes over there and I still think that they're my Super Bowl front runner no yeah definitely I mean like like you said this is a team that went to the Super Bowl last year and you mentioned the offense that had their struggles earlier in the year with the loss of Shane Steichen who now is an Indy it's, it's kind of seemed like they're trying to kind of find their groove here um scoring 31 points Gets a decent Dolphins defense, so it's going to be really interesting to see down the road how this Eagles uh, offense progresses. And you mentioned, we mentioned Jalen Hurts, but A.J. Brown, 10 receptions, 137 yards, and a touchdown. This guy's one of the best receivers in the league. Insane. And that trade that the Eagles made, I mean, Howie Roseman, another another fleecing of the Titans. And then they got Kevin Byard, uh, the all-pro yeah. safety from Tennessee. This is this Howie Howie Roseman. He is just a mastermind right now. Titans also need to figure out some sort of change in their general manager position because there's just no way they can keep on getting away with trades like this. It's ridiculous. I mean, AJ Brown. I mean, 
he's he's one of the best. But I mean, Jefferson and Tyreek Hill, I think, are one and two. But AJ Brown's right there. This guy is like progressed into one of the best receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. And in Tennessee, he was a you know he's a solid receiver. But we're really seeing what he can do right now. So. It's going to be interesting how that goes on. We're going to get into my Bears real quick and the 30-12 to win over the Raiders, led by Tyson Bajan, the Division II uh, rookie out of Shepherd University. You probably haven't heard that school ever. And he's a rookie that took over an NFL offense and played solid, 21-29, uh, to 162 yards, did not turn the ball over. I mean, you didn't turn the ball over against an NFL defense and you were a Division II quarterback last year, so... I mean, Tyson Bajan, how about that for me? It, it was a really impressive start from Tyson Bajan. I mean, way to hold his own mm-hmm. in a, a tough environment. I mean, he was home, but, I mean, being your first game being any NFL defense after playing in a Division II school, is it's no small task. So mm-hmm. for him to do that was absolutely incredible. But, I mean, another takeaway I had from this game, too, for the Bears is that the run game mm-hmm. ended up being Shout really, really Foreman. good for you guys, too, which is something that – you know, it's sort of been a struggle for this team offensively so far this season. But, I mean, Dante Foreman had himself a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'll be nice to see what they can sort of try and do with Dante Foreman if he continues to play like this. And then Justin Fields coming back adds another uh, explosive run weapon that you could use uh, in that offense possibly. Yeah, I think they really just need to lean on on the, the running part of the offense. You have Justin Fields, arguably maybe the best running quarterback in the league. You have Khalil Herbert. You have Dante Foreman, who just had a great game. Roshan Johnson from Texas. I really like him. So, yeah, they can start leaning on leaning on the run more. Because uh, a lot of their problems offensively, it seems like it's been uh, through the air. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Justin Fields, six interceptions. So, yeah, I mean, if, if the Bears can keep chugging along and run at a – efficiently run well, I they're in a much better spot than they were only – what three weeks ago when they were 0 4, but yeah, um, yeah, uh, Tyson Bajan, just what a story that is. I mean, D2, you can only imagine how much kind of adversity he might have faced. I think he talked, they touched on it a little bit in the post game interview that you know, his message to everyone pretty much was, you know, keep your head down and keep working. And mm-hmm. I think it's really cool that a D2 college player made it, um, to the NFL's got to start and plays that well and wins the start but obviously that was the main story of that game but in the grand scheme of things uh the bears i think justin fields back i think they're primed for jay what did you have them at about seven wins six and eleven seven and six or seven ten i mean as of right now i don't see that happening probably they're probably like a four or five win football team (laughs) probably even less than that to be honest with you but Look, a win's a win. I mean, the Raiders are not a good team. And, you know, I just go back to Bajan. Look, this is a guy that, you know, like I said, started in Division Two, And he was he had to fight for the job. And he had P.J. Walker right behind him. And P.J. Walker's not in Cleveland right now. And he's, I mean, look, he's not he's not very good. I'm, I'm kind of glad they stuck with Bajan, stuck with Bajan. So it's kind of a pretty cool story. Um, just never say the list, say the least. So on to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, you know, this is a team earlier in the year. That, I mean, I still think they're one of the best teams in the league. But... They've been struggling a little bit. Um, you know, you lose to Cleveland on that game-losing field goal by uh, Jake Moody. It was like a 41-yard attempt. He just missed it, mm-hmm. pushed it right. And then you lose on Monday Night Football to a not-so-great Vikings team. Um, Brock Purdy specifically, 272 yards and two interceptions. 
not great. I mean, this is a guy that, I mean, look, he's Mr. Irrelevant. He's, you're not, I'm not expecting the world out of him, but over the last couple of weeks, he's kind of been struggling. And do have we, do we kind of see this coming or I mean, I, I, I mean, any quarterback is due for struggles. Yeah. I guess it's just Brock Purdy's time for his growing pains. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would like to see, how, of course, how he bounces back from these two weeks. But, I, I mean, Brock Purdy at the end of that game really did cost the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no, I, I was two blatantly awful interceptions that he threw yeah. that were just un- – uh, they were they were horrible throws. And, I mean, you can't really all, – all, you can't really – Say anything about no, how you can't justify you can't justify them. No. So I I think it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. I still think they are going to be a really good team, and I think they still have the chance to contend with just how uh, how good that team is. But another really big thing too was their defense did kind of struggle. I mean, Kirk last Cousins three hundred and seventy eight yards, one of the best games I've ever seen Kirk have with in the NFL. That, that's a Vikings offense without their premier wide receiver and arguably one of the best wide receivers in the NFL not playing and they put up a lot of yards on what's supposed to be the number one defense in the NFL I think one of the big things was obviously Drake Greenwald was out for this game I think that's a big part of who they of what they're missing but uh there's cause for concern there if uh if that one piece is what's gonna end up being letting this 49ers defense give up 400 yards of total offense yeah. to this Vikings team. Yeah, that was, that was definitely hard to watch. Um, but, I mean, uh, if you look for the positive side for the Niners, I will say I think – I know it was a bad – ba- I said this last week that last week was Brock Purdy's worst game in the NFL. This is now his worst game in the NFL. Um, but I think this is good for Purdy because he's had it pretty easy sledding so far in his early NFL career. I think this will, uh, I guess, maybe put some hair on his chest, get, make him mm-hmm. a little stronger. We'll, we'll really get, get to ad- see what type of yeah, quarterback exactly. he is. Exactly. How do you bounce up, back from next this? upcoming Correct. weeks? I think. But again, they this was a the best game I've seen Minnesota play all all year. Kirk Cousins three hundred and seventy eight yards. Jordan Addison one hundred twenty three yards, two touchdowns, breakout game a from big him. Replacement. No and, JJ is no problem. Yes. And now and the Niners still had a chance to win the game. So I wouldn't fret too much if I was a Niners guy, a uh, Niners fan. But, yeah, great win for Minnesota, though. They're, I think they're back in the playoff hunt, personally. Um, I wouldn't be too worried either if I was a Niners fan. But if you are, for some reason, worried about this team at all, they have the Bengals. This Their upcoming game is against the Bengals, which is a pretty, Big you know, game. Joe Burrow and a – another star wide receiver and Jamar Chase and so you can see if that defense makes you know adjusts or if they fold under pressure again and give up a lot of yardage then I don't know maybe if they lose that game maybe start to kind of panic a little bit um maybe well it looks like next game uh it, it will not be Brock Purdy I believe it's going to be Dan. He's possibly going to be, going to be out. I, He was in concussion no, protocol. Oh, yes. yeah, I think I did he's see that. Uh, so it's possible we're going to see Sam Darnold's uh, suit yeah, up I don't against know. Cincinnati. So really I mean, look at the college Shanahan system. That's going to be – Exactly. I mean, I, Sam Darnold will probably throw 300 yards. He'll probably look awesome. Yeah, that's we'll right. we'll be like, oh, Sam Darnold maybe, is good Maybe Sam Darnold is the guy now. <laughs> you know what? He's not seeing ghosts anymore. I wouldn't have – on my 2023 NFL bingo card, Sam Darnold's like resurgence in the NFL, but I'm here for it. I I liked him out of out of USC. It was tough to see him struggle so much in 
New York, but if he can come and like be really good for the Niners here, that'd be great. Oh yeah, definitely. And speaking of the Vikings against the 49ers, Vikings looked. I mean, you mentioned you, you Oscar. You mentioned Kirk or Jack. You mentioned Kirk Cousins, 378 yards and two touchdowns and one interception. This offense looks much better, I would say. But I mean, Jordan Addison. I mean, seven receptions, 123 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, are Vikings are they a possible playoff contender? In my vote, no. I just I don't know. I I feel like look, we talked a lot. Or, this is the story of the offseason. They. They had they got a lot of lucky wins. Their point differential was negative, um, and we're kind of seeing it this year that they're regressing a little bit. My vote is no, but they did take a step, and Kirk Cousins looks is playing some really good football mm-hmm. right now. So definitely, I I mean, looking at the schedule right now, I think it's a huge possibility that by the time they're playing the Bengals, we're talking about a nine and four or ten and four. Possibly if Minnesota they go, Vikings if they get hot, ten and four. They, ha- they have four I, losses right now. Nine oh and four God. is a if this team gets hot, they they, have they, four they play right such now, a charming schedule for these next like six games coming up. They, it is the NFL. They though. play the pa- they play the Packers. They go there. They go to Lambeau at the Vikings, Saints, Broncos, Bears, Raiders. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are all top ten draft pick teams that they're playing. I. I think they might have they might have gotten hot at the right time, and now they got a we'll see. they it's got a little stretch Sunday. here where Mind it's you, they're getting possible. the best receiver in the league back in a couple weeks. They are, and I'm looking at the the standings in the NFC right now. They're eighth. They're behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Atlanta Falcons. I think they're better than them. Pretty obviously, I mean, they have the Rams too to contend with, but the NFC kind of kind of weak this year in my eyes. Besides, like the top couple teams. Um, I I could see them being a, I, a I, not not like. only a wild card team. This I don't think they'd be the last wild card team in. Like it could be like six. I, yeah, I think so. I like a lot. Of, I remember they got Cam Akers. Uh, we can talk about off- offensive line. Christian Darrisaw is playing like one of the best tackles in the entire league right now. It it may be. I know we we got one win over the Niners, and we're all like yeah. freaking out, like oh, they're going to make the playoffs now. But th- that is the Niners. Like that's the best roster in the league, and they win in and they beat them. Uh, so yeah, I don't. Th- I I think they're gonna make the playoffs. Personally, I could see how maybe people have some reservations. Maybe I'm jumping the gun too much. Uh, I probably am, but yeah, I think they will. I see a path. I mean, like you said, the schedule is just not a very tough one at all. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know. I mean, they have one win against a good team, and so I just. But they uh, are playing. Bad teams for the next about six. Seven Packers, games. Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears, Raiders. That's the next. I I, six. I I mean, all these teams are looking at possibly being top ten picks. I I for the I, draft I, next year. They're better than the six teams are going to play. Not mean they're going to beat them, but they are. I I could yeah. I could make an argument that they are better than each of these teams they're going to play. Is it right that they don't play a team on over five hundred until December seventeenth against they, the Bengals? I I mean the and Falcons the are over five hundred right now. Well, I'm not a Falcons believer, but so. I think by the be, time but. yes, possibly by the time we get to the Bengals game, they would not have played a team above five hundred until then. That's that's crazy. You know what? Everything's falling into place for Minnesota to go and make a run here. I mean, Kirk's playing some of the best ball of his career. Uh. I really like this Minnesota team to be a dark horse in the play. Well, to make the play, not a dark horse in the playoff. Yeah. That's going too far. But I think at least make it after the tough yeah. start you've had. So, I agree. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, um, can, what were you gonna say, Matt? No, I was just gonna say. I mean, I can see it. I do see a path. I mm-hmm. just, you know, show it to me. I guess it's like 
you have one quality win. These yeah. teams are bad, but prove to me that you're not bad. You exactly. Know? That's so we'll fair. See. That that defense is Question. suspect. Yes. Yeah, we will have to see. I mean, we're going to stay in the NFC North because I want to touch on Green Bay real fast because this is a team that I think a lot of analysts thought, okay, this team might win the NFC North. Jordan Love's going to take a big step. Um, he's the new replacement of Rodgers. Jordan Love has not looked good at all uh, since, at all. I would say, the game against the Lions. Um, he's got uh, he's thrown for over 1,200 yards this season, 10 touchdowns and 7 interceptions, good for a quarterback rating of 79 I mean, this. I mean, the Packers' offense looks pretty bad in their loss against the Broncos, seventeen to nine or uh, nineteen to seventeen. So I mean, are the Packers kind of done here? I mean, Jordan Love does not look good at all. I I think it's safe to say that Jordan Love is just not the future for this Green mm-hmm. Bay Packers team. Nope. If they want to be taken seriously in the next couple of years, they have to move off him as their QB one. It, it for that even for the Lions game that you said he looked good at, he had a horrible first half of football to get in with. They had yeah. about I think a yard of offense going after the end of the first quarter. I think it was something ridiculous like that. But I, I mean I said this I said this at the beginning of the year. This defense could definitely win the Packers a couple of games and they've been proving that. They've been playing some pretty great defense for most of these games, but we just had to see Jordan Love sort of be able to get, manage the offense and drive them down the field and be able to put up points. He has not been able to do that yet, and that's the reason why the Packers are going to lose this game, these games, and that's why they are losing these games right now. And I think the one main thing that they have to look at right now is, I mean, possibly drafting a new quarterback in this draft class. And uh, uh, now would be a great time to do it. Yeah, th- th- that's going to be the big question for them this offseason is, it, are you going to stay with Jordan Love? Because there's going to be there's going to be two arguments. One, he's had only one year of starting, full league start uh, starting for the Packers. But then the opposite argument where I land, he's been with that team since 2020. It's been. I know it, he's you know. not playing these games, but like – You've you've been around this organization for a lot. You know the offense. You have to come up if you're if you're that guy. I would I would have thought I would see it at least till this point of the season. What they've played six games and he's he hasn't really looked great in any of them. Maybe the opening game at the Bears. Maybe, yeah, but I mean he he threw three touchdowns in that game. And you know I mean Matt, if you want to touch on this, they look Green Bay like. Their offense just looks incompetent, and the Denver Broncos defense is the worst in the league. Yes, to look you that can't bad, they only put up points seventeen on them points only. against them is just against that that's Denver awful. defense is pathetic. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think Jordan loves the answer. Uh, I think yeah, find a new quarterback is their only path. If I was a Packers point. fan, I'd be slamming the table to go. Tr- I it's, tank for Drake May. It's, it's and. I mean, this year it would it would be the year to do it. They they wouldn't have to. They would only miss one season, and then they could go right back yeah. if they draft the right guy. And I mean, this quarterback class that we're having, and they could maybe get away with not even taking one of the first round and still go getting what a JJ McCarthy, Michael Penix right now is Penix. Uh, like you could get a guy in the second to be round, last uh, in the first round, which be I think better is than love. But yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the year for the. I that's kind of their only option at this point. It feels like. Could he turn it around? No. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Real, like realistically, probably not. But crazier things have happened. I mean, I hope he does. Like he seems like a good kid, but he's just he's just not he's not doing it for the Packers. They've had Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. Right. I'm sure the Packers fans. It's been a while since they've seen like ineptitude at the quarterback position. Yeah, I'm sure they are. 
<laughs> slamming their fist down to get off him, but yeah, yeah I and mean, if Jordan, Jordan Love's it. struggling, I mean that's just. I mean, I, I was a little surprised because I thought Jordan Love would kind of take a step. So, um, on to well, she's gonna stay in the NFC North Every because NFC Lions North. Ravens. <laughs> We've talked. This about. is the game, one of the games of the week coming in, and the Lions get absolutely steamrolled. Oscar, I see you shaking your head because the uh, Lions got steamrolled, thirty-eight to six. Nothing really went right from the start. Uh, Lamar Jackson had a day, three hundred seven or three hundred fifty-seven yards, three touchdowns. Uh, the Ravens' offense is clicking, and this is a Ravens team that. It's kind of rolling right now. They're five and two. Um, if they're healthy, this Ravens team I really like a lot. Um, I mean, I will start off with the Lions fan in the room, uh, Oscar. I mean, this is—they did not look good at all. I First mean, thing I'm going to say: shout out Lamar Jackson. That guy, we've been—that uh, guy is—he might so be my, legit. He might be one of my MVP leaders now. He's so legit. Truly. He's so good. He played an absolutely phenomenal game. Um, He's literally unsackable. Like, I can't even be mad at our defensive line. For one, they generated no pressure, which, I mean, you're going to do against the Ravens' offensive line. It's one of the best in the league. But, I mean, when you have Lamar Jackson in the pocket, he's just – he's so unsackable. It's just – he's insane. All all credit to them for that game. But, God, man. I, f- f- how do you spend – millions of dollars on your secondary and free agency and then you decide to play five <laughs> yards off a 30 year old two-time acl tearing odell beckham jr and unproven zay flowers and rashad bateman who hasn't done anything since he's entered the league that is one thing i just cannot comprehend for this entire game it got me that this is the feeling that i'm sure michigan state fans had when we got blown out what? seven to 65 at ohio state two years ago yeah. It's the same feeling. You know this team can be good. You know it's there. But God, they just it angered me so much to see them just come in with such an awful game plan. It felt like and just do nothing. The by the second quarter, the offense had ran a total of 9 plays on offense. The Ravens had about 30 at that point. It was absolutely ridiculous. The game uh I want to forget about the game. I I mean Look, Lions were never going to make the Super Bowl this year, but that that streak, man, it really made me really made <laughs> me excited for something. But God, what a it's a good slap back to reality that we got. Okay. We're I, going to Las Vegas I, next week, so it's going to be a dub. <laughs> but this one, this one hurts. I know it hurts. I get it. I understand. And does this come from a place where you've been you guys both you guys have been Lions fans for long enough. You know how bad this team's been before. So now that you guys have been doing so great, it's hard to see this. It's like, hard. It it is hard. But like I I just also see how good this team is. Like they have all this talent on this team and yet I don't understand why they didn't try to use it whatsoever against the Baltimore Ravens. It felt like they just went out there and they said, "We're not going to play a gift a football game." That's what it felt like. for the day. I love it. I, I love I, the I, I, I'm, I, lo- I love the energy me, we're just, bringing it in. It made me so yeah, I, have, I, I love it. I was so upset. I was so hey, We're on the Las Vegas. I get it. I get it. Um I don't know how to <laughs> I don't know how to follow that? that really, but uh that game was kind of over after it was 21-0. I mean, I mean, yeah, it was just it was an ugly game. I picked the Lions to win last week very hesitantly um because of, you know, my emotional attachment to the team, which maybe should not be a reason to pick teams to win, but I did have a feeling that we were going to lose this game and I did mention that. Um they 
they they lost. I mean, badly. <laughs> they undoubtedly it lost. They bad. lost a lot worse than I thought they would. But I think that the Lions were due to lay a lion's egg this year at some point. Mm-hmm. There was going to be a flash of oh, yeah. a this is the Detroit game. Lions. This was a ga- I think this was a game that we needed. But oh, yeah. No, I think this was a little hair on your chest. But, it, but uh, yeah, I do yeah. say... Um, I, I, I appreciate this game for what it was. I appreciate and I hope that this team uses it to to go out there and kill the Do you know crap how much, out of Las how Vegas? How much coaching Dan just, Campbell's done this week, I'm sure. I'm sure. For that team. I, I, right. Knowing Dan Campbell, I'm sure he is just I this is why this I'm not I'm still I think you guys are still gonna probably make like the NFC championship game. Like I know it's thirty two points, but it's in Baltimore. Lamar played one of the best games of his career. Like It'll be okay. Yeah, I, be. I think it will too. But I, I'm. It was just God. I have not felt anger about a football game like that in just in years. I don't think. No, I agree because I mean, <laughs> it was tough. But I mean, look, it's for the best. I think because look, the Lions have had a really have had a really good year so far, and you're gonna have games like that. Um, so well, I think it's for the best. So I, I think I still think Lions run away this division and almost a home playoff game, and then we'll see what they do in the playoffs. So burn the tape. That's that, that's, that exactly. is kind of a burn the tape type of game. So uh, we'll talk about the Lions in just a second because it's buy or sell time, uh, Super Bowl contender edition. Uh, we got five teams. Uh, we're just going to talk about five teams that, I mean, look, the 49ers are, I mean, we'll talk about them, but I mean, they were expected, but a lot of these teams, uh, I mean, I guess weren't expected to be a Super Bowl contender. Look, the Lions were going to win the division, but, you know, they've had a really, really good season so far. But So we'll start off with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you know, lost to the Eagles, thirty-one to seventeen. There is a question whether they can contend with the team's elite, with the NFL's elite. So I'm gonna start off with Oscar. Are are you buying or selling the Dolphins as Super Bowl contenders? Uh, I think I'm going to sell. Um, look, I mean, I don't. Mike, there. Mike McDaniel has not won a game yet in the NFL against teams that are above five hundred. I was about to mention this. I'm yeah. looking at the, the that teams is a, they have that wins is a, against. That is a stat Sorry. that is not a Super Bowl winning stat in the NFL. Until he can prove to me that he can beat one of the elites and not just beat up on these below 500 or at 500 teams, um, I can't take this team seriously. They laid another egg when they had a chance to really prove how legit they are against Philadelphia, and it, it it's going to be a sell. I love this team. I love this offense, but I think they got a lot of work to do on defense especially, and I think there needs to be a little bit more on the offensive side, too, that they need to work on as well. Yeah, I, I'm going to sell. I, I'm going to echo what you said right there. Their wins, close game in uh, L.A. against the Chargers. Seven-point win uh, in in New England. Obviously, they blow out the Broncos by 50. Um, lose to the Bills, Giants, Panthers. Those are your wins. Not any of those teams, those are all bad teams. I would say the Chargers are the best, but but that's they're led by Brandon Staley. They're not that good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sell right now. But in two weeks they have a big test. Uh, it looks like I believe this is the Germany game. Uh, they play Kansas City. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Frankfurt. If they can go in there and get a win, I'll I'll be back on the Miami train because it'll show that they can beat a team like Kansas City. But yeah, right now they just need to prove to me that they can beat a good team. Um, yeah, I think I'm also going to have to sell on the Dolphins. The offense is good, but it feels like there's just 
quite a few holes in this team that especially those, defensively. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Defensively, and uh, they just can't seem to hang with the elite teams that I would put in like a Super Bowl. You know. Buy as a Super Bowl team. I'm also going to sell. Um, like you said, Jack, they just haven't really played anybody. Um, I'm just not really – I mean, you saw what they did against the Eagles. I'm just not ready to get on the hype train just yet. They're a very good team still, a great offense, but I'm not ready to put them as a Super Bowl contender. Next up, the Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars are 5-2 and two right now. Sneaky 5-2 and two team. Yes, uh, very. I, I didn't really realize that, to be honest with you, because – Look, they have wins over the Bills. Bills aren't great, um, but and then you could stop there. <laughs> um, you know, they got they got wins over. I mean, they almost they they competed with the Chiefs in Week Two. Uh, that Thursday night game against the Saints. Look, I mean, first of all, Calvin Ridley's been on the side of a milk carton. He has not been existent for this team. Uh, <laughs> See, it me every I'm time salty I check. because he's on my fantasy team. Every time, team. Yep, I was very every high. time I, I check he was on fantasy, be like a fantasy monster this year. I thought but, he was going to be, and then he just puts up left, stinker after stinker. Yeah, one catch for five yards. So for the Jaguars, I'm going to make my pick right away. I'm going to, oh man, I'm going to sell right now because I just look. They really haven't played anybody besides Buffalo, and I'm not a huge Buffalo believer this year. Um, and you know Trevor Lawrence has been solid, but I just I'm not ready to buy into the Jaguars hype just yet. So I'm gonna sell for now. Um, I am also going to sell. Um, I still have a lot of question marks on their offense. Uh, they have been putting up a good amount of points, but play calling is still questionable ever since Doug Peterson That's true, yeah. gave it up uh, this year, which to me still is the biggest question mark on this team or of the season is. Why did he decide to do that? If this is going to be the output of offense that they have, um, I, I Calvin Ridley has not shown to me that he can be a true wide receiver one yet, um, which is something that this team desperately needs. Um, they have and, a bunch of like wide receiver twos. Yeah, they have a lot of really they have a lot of pretty good wide receiver twos, but I don't think you can win in this league without a really good wide receiver one, and I don't think they have that yet. And I have a lot of questions about their secondary as well. It, too many question marks for me to treat them as a Super Bowl contender. They'll be a really good team and a threat in the AFC for the playoffs, but I can't buy them as a legit Super Bowl contender yet. Yeah, as yeah, as a, that, that's a good point. As a Super Bowl contender. I'm going. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy them. Uh, I. I agree with what you guys are saying about some sketchy play calling. Calvin really not playing up to how we thought he was going to. But I. I keep going back to Trevor Lawrence. I think that this kid, obviously, he's been told that he's special his entire life. Me saying that I think he's special is not gonna change anything. But truly, I. I. He's. He's an X factor for me. Uh, he's like he's been kind of up and down this year, but he for me he's got that if factor. I I think he could lead this team possibly deep into the AFC. Uh, they can't they can't beat Kansas City, so the only way I feel like they can realistically make it to the Super Bowl is if Kansas City gets knocked out by like a mm-hmm. Cincinnati yeah. or something like that. But yeah, also just really really quick, I was thinking when I was looking when we were talking about the wide receiver and saying they didn't really have a wide receiver one. I don't think they would be have the chance to get him, but how nice would Keon Coleman be on this offense? Oh God! They don't have oh, a man. they don't they don't have a receiver. If you give like that. oh man, Trevor Lawrence would have so many weapons because Christian Kirk is kind of your slot receiver. Yeah, and Calvin Ridley's still very very, very get, good you just player. Get a guy who and you just, just a jump throw it guy. Yeah. Oh, 
He's that man. That, you, that, that, that you, would be, nice. would be if, so nice. If, if, if the, the Jaguars the front office is listening to this podcast right now, go get Find a way to make it happen. Yeah. Trade yeah. however many draft. How, trade however many future draft picks. <laughs> go you up to do. number five. Go up to number five. <laughs> find a way to make it happen. Anyways, okay, man. <laughs> Put us in the Jaguars front yeah, office at I this mean, point. Yeah, Might I as well. I'll play um, Madden. Well, I want to go on hop on Madden. Oh, and do that. I might do that tonight. Matt. Uh, that would truly be something. I mean, I, I think, I think, if that you know, if that hypothetical situation were to happen, then I would buy. But uh, until then, I'm gonna have to sell as a Super Bowl contender. Do I think that they could win maybe a couple games in the playoffs? Yeah, maybe. sure, sure. Why not? Super Bowl. I don't know. They're getting hot now. At you know, here hitting mid-season. Um. Schedule, they've got the Niners in a couple of weeks. They have your Steelers uh, in their next game. And I then, have no clue how to feel about that game, by the way. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they have a schedule that they can win a majority of those games and yeah. get a decent spot in the playoffs. They have to play the entire games. AFC North, so that's that's a little rough. But besides yes. that, but, I, I don't Yeah, hate I'm going to sell as Super Bowl contenders. So Jack has buy all the rest of sell. Uh, on to the Lions. Uh, Lion, like we talked about, uh, kind of a humbling loss to the Ravens. <laughs> but this is a team that, you know, dominated the Packers. Packers aren't a good team, but dominated their division rival. I'm gonna buy the Lions right now. Um, I'm still on the train with them. Um, you know, I mean, look, a loss like that against a good team is gonna happen. Uh, it's not always a perfect season, but. I'm still going to buy. Look, this defense has been really – wasn't good on Sunday, but still the defense is, is good. Uh, Jared Goff is playing some of the best football of his career. Um, they have a good running game still, even with Montgomery out. Uh, shout out Jameer Gibbs getting his first touchdown. Um, yep. And they have a good receiving yeah, core. So even though J-Mo, man, I don't know what's going on with him, but you still have Amon Ross St. Brown. For now, I'm going to buy because, you know, in this NFC, like I could see a Lions-Eagles NFC championship. The rest of the NFC, I just don't look. I mean, the 49ers are there for the taking. The 49ers are there for taking, and so are the Lions. I'm gonna go Lions right now. I am. I'm gonna go a sell, <laughs> but I want to put a parentheses after for now. I have not. We have not seen this team fully healthy yet. I have. I want to see how this team is when they have their guys who they went out and got. Obviously, C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Emmanuel Mosley are out for the season. Like, there's nothing you can do about that. But I want to see what this team can bring to the table against a really good team when they have all their guys. Obviously, I don't think David Montgomery missing from the Baltimore game was going to be the difference. It probably was not. But I, I want to see how this team plays um, with all their guys. And I also still feel like, too, for it, a team like this to be the Super Bowl to go to the Super Bowl, I still think that's just a year ahead of schedule for where this team should be. I mean, this was a team. Uh, granted, this was a team who just a year ago was one in six, and still, while they did go on that amazing run at the second half, they still ended up missing the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I think for what the expectation for this team should be right now is, of course, to get to the playoffs, and I think they can one thousand percent do that with the team that they have but I, would, I mean I would almost, you would almost have to fire some people if you don't if you don't obviously yeah I mean that just be a disaster class if that happened yes. but I I think I want to sell this team for now but I think obviously in the future give it another year 
of this team having adding some more pieces through the draft and possibly adding some more pieces through free agency. And I think this team is a Super Bowl contender. Uh, I'll have to agree with you there. Uh, I will sell with them as well. Um, I just say, again, Super Bowl contender. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they have a good chance to even make the NFC Championship game. But I look at the Eagles and I look at the Niners, which are my two favorites for the Super Bowl from out of the NFC right now. That's kind of a little spoiler for the next team we're going to do. But anyways, um, I just don't think that they're there yet. But you're totally right. Next year, um, I think that's when the real possible Super Bowl Maybe not expectations, but like the real thoughts of like, man, maybe we can make a Super Bowl. I think that's for next year. But so for now, we'll sell. Uh, but again, bright future, really bright future. Uh, it's hard to disagree with you know that take on the Lions. I mean, last year, nine and eight, almost made the playoffs, and it's kind of just you know you expect sort of ladder movement. You expect almost make it make it uh the expectation this year i think is to win a playoff game mm-hmm. i would love to mm-hmm. see that um when's the last time you guys have won a playoff game 1991 right i'm pretty yeah. sure yeah it's been a while i think, I think well they're, they're able to do it this year. i think i think that's that's the goal for this year so win yeah i think game. i mean i'm gonna sell but i you know the goal this year win a playoff game if you told me this team was gonna be five and two going into, you know, a Monday night football game that's very winnable against the Raiders with a chance at 6-2, and two, you know, before the season started, I would have been very happy with that, you know. Looking at that schedule, I, preseason I saw a loss to the Chiefs and a loss to the Ravens early on. They beat the Chiefs. They did lose to the Ravens. Um, but they are still on pace for what I thought they were going to be. So with that said... I see, you know, NFC North champions. I see next year Super Bowl contender, like you guys said. Um, but there are still some growing pains, as we saw on Sunday. For sure. Um, they'll figure it out, mm-hmm. though, hopefully. But, yeah. Yeah, next up, San Francisco 49ers coming off their loss against the Vikings. Um, I'm still going to buy. This is a team that is still loaded on each side of the ball. We'll see how Brock Purdy plays out the rest of the year. Because their schedule gets really tough. You got the Bengals at home. Uh, you got to go to Jacksonville um, in that in that heat, and then uh, two weeks later you got to you got to go to Seattle on Thanksgiving. You got to go to the Eagles um, in an that NFC Championship rough. rematch. You got wow. the Seahawks again. Um, you got the Ravens. I mean, this is a really tough schedule. Um, but for now, I'm going to buy. I think this team is battle tested, and I, I think they'll be able to overcome that tough schedule. You know, losing Drake Greenlaw, like you said, uh, Oscar is tough because I don't know when they get him back, but I'm, sh- I'm assuming soon because he is a premier guy on that on that defense, a very underrated guy on that defense. But nonetheless, I think you know Christian McCaffrey's had a historic season. I think if that continues, um, if Purdy can improve his play, I think the sky's the limit for this team. So I'm gonna buy. Um, I am also going to buy right now. Um, as we've touched on a little bit earlier when talking about this team, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how these next couple of weeks pan out for them, and more specifically how these next few weeks pan out for Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Again, this will really test to see if he can be that guy who could take them to a Super Bowl or if he's just another Mr. Irrelevant. And I I think 
we'll definitely get to see that in these next two weeks, especially coming off the really bad two weeks that he's had against Cleveland and the Vikings. But, um, yeah, I think this team, again, they have the weapons. They have the team to do it. They're really banged up right now. Again, Debo Debo or Trent Williams didn't play uh, against Minnesota as well, which is two really big offensive pieces. Um, so the they're going to get back healthy soon, and they're going to, again, they're really going to have to play some great talent, but I think they have the weapons to beat these teams, and I still think they are a Super Bowl contender and the second-best team in the NFC. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuels, Brandon Ayuk, Kittle, Trent Williams. Jawan Jennings also Eric looks Armstead, really good Nick against Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. We haven't talked about Fred Warner. I mean, <laughs> you can't have all – they have the best roster in the league, I think, bar none. Uh, so it'd be hard for me to sell as this team. I know they have some quarterback problems right now, but I pr- and uh, coaching too. Kyle Shanahan, I I'm sure he'll he'll get it all ironed out before the playoffs. Yeah, bye. Yeah, I'm gonna buy as well. I mean, this team is just built for the playoffs. Yes, top to bottom. Um, I don't think these last two weeks, them losing has any um effect on much i mean i think brock purdy will come back and play some better football in the next coming games i'm pretty confident in that mm. but yeah this team's just built to make a super bowl run so it's almost impossible not to buy yeah lastly we got the baltimore ravens oh man this is so tough because the ravens have a loaded roster uh lamar is playing really good football right now <sighs> i really hate it i'm gonna sell i I, I just I, I hate to do this because look they dismantled the Browns twenty eight to three the Browns are the best defense in the league uh, for those who didn't know dismantled the Lions uh, beat the Titans by a decent amount I know the Titans aren't good but I just I don't know man beat the Bengals too I just playoff Lamar I haven't yet to see anything from him I do think they they are making the playoffs I just don't I, I just I can't see the them going to the Super Bowl. And I just play off Lamar. I just don't see it yet. I like Lamar a lot, but he has yet to show me anything in the playoffs. Look, you got a good defense. Roquan Smith is the leader on that defense. Um, I just I can't see a scenario where the Ravens are in the Super Bowl right now. I just I hope I'm proven wrong because I really like this Ravens team this year. But I just like I said, the main point is is Lamar can he perform in the in these big games? Um, their upcoming schedule. Um, you host the Bengals. You. You host the Browns. It's really interesting to see how that will go. And you go to Jacksonville late in the year. Go to San Francisco also. So these are some big games for them. You got you got Seattle too on November 5th. For now, I'm going to sell. Um, I actually think I'm going to have to buy on this team. Um, the Lamar's the truth. I think there's just there could be no argument made about this guy saying that he's not a legit quarterback anymore or a top three quarterback in the league. He is one of the best in the league right now, and I don't think there could be much of an argument to say against that. When he's healthy, he's one of the most electric players on the field. Um, the, huh? The yeah, he's the electric. most electric player on the field, you could say. And I, I this team has finally found their running game. Uh, their wide receivers are really starting to pick up, especially with how they're using Gus Edwards in the receiving game. He's been a really good receiving threat for them as well. Uh, Zay Flowers really looks like he's coming into his zone right now too. Mm-hmm. Um, look, this this defense is really good. 
Their offensive line is one of the best in the NFL. The only really question you have is can these receivers consistently perform week in and week out? And, I mean, if they put up performances like they did against Detroit last week, this team is going to be so hard to stop. And I think they are a legit Super Bowl threat in the right. AFC. And, and before, I talked about Lamar. Lamar's health has always been an issue the last few years. I mean, Tyler Huntley's played a ton of games. I've started a ton of games. I feel like if Lamar is healthy the rest of the way, there's a very, it, it there's a very like, good chance they could get there. It looks like the way they have sort of designed their offense this year and they really put a pressure on it is that they want him to throw the ball yeah. more. They want to make sure he's not running out of the pocket Stand all in the, the time. Pocket or, more, yeah. They want him to stand in the pocket more so that way he can, you know, sort of also like he can be really used as a throwing threat and then also the it adds more to his running ability as well for his ability to create. So I think that's been a really big difference that they've, uh, that the Baltimore offense has done this year, and I think it's going to help Lamar, especially with uh, injuries, as he won't have mm-hmm. to. Yeah, they won't have to. Mm-hmm. Wor- they won't have to rely on him running as much to move the ball down the field. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to buy. I mean, I love Lamar uh, so much as a player. Uh, they finally got a good play caller. They got uh, who is their last offensive coordinator? Greg, Greg Roman. Roman. They got him out of town. It was about time. I would be very yeah. I, if I was a Baltimore fan, I'd been saying hallelujah because he he was he was bad. <laughs> so um, they got that. You brought up the offensive line. That's true. There's rumors about, or at least talks about them trading for Derrick Henry. Like that, how how crazy oh, would man. that? Like it would just be a rental because he's getting old. But I think you at you could add that to their team, and if they could maybe somehow find a way, uh, go get like. A receiver, because uh, again, like I think I, I like Zay Flowers a lot as a rare, as a wide receiver too, uh, but he's he's the wide receiver one right now. So if you go get a legit receiver, even not, I would still buy them. But uh, as a Super Bowl contender, but uh, yeah, I, and, I I like him where the Ravens are so far. And let's not forget because this is also a legitimate thing too. They have the greatest kicker in the NFL right now. That's true. Oh, he this, is. The, he they have. The record, they can uh, kick from. They can literally be in their own on opponents' forties. I feel like you could probably say he's the best kicker of all time now. Uh, him, or, him or Vinny, but maybe. But it, that that is also a legitimate thing too. That like they can just get into opponents' forties and be like, okay, yep. let's kick a field goal. He's gonna yep. make it. Get some points. Yep. <laughs> I'm also gonna buy the Ravens. Um, I do think that the way that they've kind of constructed this team is just perfect for Lamar to compete in. Kind of like you guys said, um, that offensive line's really good for a quarterback that, like we said earlier, is pretty much unsackable <laughs> at times. Practically, um, right, yeah. So I think that just adds a dimension for Lamar Jackson's play that makes it different than other years in which he's kind of struggled against those better teams in the playoffs and so on. So I do think that if this team can, if he can stay healthy, which again, like we said, they kind of built this team to try to keep him healthy. I do think that they could be a Super Bowl contender. Um, and I think that, uh, hmm, what else was I gonna say? I'm kind of blanking. What's your train of thought? Yeah. You can just no, but I mean, <laughs> look, I mean, the Ravens. I, I hate to do this, like, because they're really, they're really, really good, and I love that roster. But it all comes down Lamar in the playoffs, or we'll have to see. I could easily, I'll easily, I can easily change it in a week or something. But I mean, they're, they're really a really good team right now. So on to the pick'em. Uh, 
Thursday night football. We're gonna start with Thursday night football. The Bucks at the Bills. I don't know when this this will probably be uploaded at the at the end of this podcast, but we're gonna make these picks for Thursday night football. Bucks at the Bills. Bills are a nine and a half point favorite. I'm going the Bucks plus the nine and a half here to cover. Uh, the Bucks are actually a decent team, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not buying the Bills at all right now. I think they're. I mean, you lose to a bad Patriots team. Um, you know, you barely beat a bad Giants team at home. Uh, I'm going Bucks plus nine and a half all day here. Uh, I'm also going to go with the Bucks to cover. Uh, I think the Bills will end up winning the game outright, but I think this Bucks team is a team that can give Buffalo a lot of fits. Uh, they have a really solid front seven who's going to get after Josh Allen. Uh, I like their defense a lot. I think they have a lot of key pieces on that defensive mm-hmm. side that are really game changers for them. Uh, I think while the offense does have its problems, it does have two of the best wide receivers in the NFL and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I'm not... I. Mike Evans is playing, correct? Yes. Okay, so then, yeah. I, I, I think this is a team that can give B- Buffalo a lot of fits right now, especially with the way they've been playing the past two weeks. So uh, give me the Bucks to cover, but I, the Bills will win it in a close one. I, it's, this is tough because the Bills are very, they're very inconsistent. They're hard to map out how they're going to be week to week. I mean, they they beat the Miami by 28, and then they come, and then last week they lose to the Patriots. So who knows? What team's going to come out? If I had to bet, I know it's a short week, and this is kind of a gut feeling, but I'm going to take the Bills minus 9.5 here. Uh, I think they're going to come out hot. I think Stephon Diggs is going to have a monster game. You look at uh, the number one receivers that Tampa's played, they all have had huge games when they played Tampa. So, yeah, this is more of a gut feeling because I, I, I think the Bucks are better than – Anybody thought they're going to be heading into this year, but yeah, give me the Bills nine and a half. Honestly, they might win by ten, and I just would squeak in to get that right. But yeah, uh, I am also going to take the Bills. Um, pretty much the same thing as Jack. I think that this Bills team has kind of, sort of a tendency to come back after losses and play pretty well. Um, they've struggled quite a bit this year, more than I think many of us expected but I do think that they're the better team than the Bucks, and I think that they will win like Jack said I mean it might be just by 10 it's not going to be some you know crazy blowout victory Mm. but it's they'll win they'll handle they'll take care yeah yeah next up we got uh, NFC North showdown in Lambeau Packers or uh, Vikings at the Packers the Vikings are one and a half point favorites I'm taking the Vikings here. Packers offense is not looking really good at all. And, you know, the Vikings come off of a nice win. I think that can continue at Lambeau. So I'll take the Vikings minus the one and a half here. Uh, I am also going to go with the Vikings. Uh, I think this is going to be a probably a low-scoring game. Again, the Packers defense has been playing uh, really good so far this season. Um, but yeah, there's not enough there from the Packers offense to keep up with uh, the Vikings. I think the Vikings have a lot better weapons offensively than the Packers do and obviously have the better quarterback than the Packers do. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna is gonna what be what ends up winning them the game and I got them winning and covering as well. Yeah, I, I'll take the Vikings as well. I mean, I'm looking at the stats here. Uh Minnesota's averaging 368 total yards. Um, Green Bay's allowing, on average, 355 yards of offense. So I think Jordan Addison's going to have another big game. He's really going to cement himself as a legit threat. 
Uh, I think Kirk's going to play well. I mean, I Green, Green Bay's defense is good, which is why that the number does surprise me. But yeah, I think there's there's a lot of good a good mojo around Minnesota right now. Obviously, coming off the Niners win, we talked enough about that. But yeah, I, I'll take Minnesota here. I'm also going to take Minnesota. I think the Packers just have too many struggles that facing a hot team like the Vikings, they just they'll fold. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, lot. I mean, look, the Vikings are. I mean, coming off that win against San Francisco, so I mean, we'll see what happens in these NFC North games. I mean, you never know what to happen. Next up, Jaguars at the Steelers. The four and two Steelers. How about that? How about that, Jack? <laughs> okay, if you guys had to guess, I don't know if you know what it is. What do you think our point differential is? Probably negative. Minus. Uh, neg- we'll go negative ten. I I was gonna say like minus seventeen. Negative twenty four, guys. Oh negative twenty four. We're the wow. only team above five hundred with a uh negative point differential. Nonetheless, the standard is the standard. The standard is the standard, standard. is the standard. But, um but yeah, I mean look at uh Steelers, Jaguars, uh Jaguars are two and a half point favorites. Oh, by the way, I did take the Rams last week. Uh, both of us took the I Rams. I took the Rams last week. I mean, the, those road Steelers, they, they found a so way to get I it done. So should I take the Jags this week, reverse psychology? I don't yet? know. I, I'm debating on this game You'll still. See. I mean, look, the Jags are kind of sneaky. Or sneaky. I wouldn't say sneaky good, but, I mean, very underrated team, I would say, right now. Um, but the Steelers at home, you know what? I'm going with the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers are playing good football right now. Their defense is – T.J. Watt is – I mean, Miles Garrett, I think, is the front runner for Defensive Player of the Year, but T.J. Watt's right there because he had a great game he in could play, L.A. He could play defensive back. I don't know if you guys saw the interception. Yeah. He probably he read that did. He can do everything. Uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers here. Um, it's going to be a very – this is an underrated game to watch in this NFL slate. Uh, two very good teams. I'm going to lean Steelers here, though. I, I really like their defense. I – Hey, Matt Cannon put a smile on his face after that touchdown. Did you see that? Yeah, don't talk about that. He was joke. actually fired up for once. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, good because it was his play call. So he's like, oh, sweet. I'm not, I might not get fired now. Good for I you, don't know. Matt. I, oh, man, I just don't know. I'm, I'm really in the Steelers, though. I don't know why. I also think I'm going to go with the Steelers on this one. They, I think they finally found their run game. They're starting to get it a little bit better. Right now, uh, and Deontay Johnson does come back this week. Uh, he was back. True. He played last week. Oh, he played last week, Did so he, he is anything? back. Yep. So I think that adds another dynamic weapon on your guys' offense that you kind of need to have Kenny Pickett be successful. And I, I, I still love your guys' defense. I think it's the TJ Watt is just an abnormal human being and so good at football. True. So I, I just I got I gotta go with the Steelers as well. Yeah, you know, I I've been up and down with this team. This and like coming into this year, I had I was thinking I had some high expectations, and then we get blown out by the Niners. And then I'm like, you know, what? it's the Niners. Maybe we maybe we we can bounce back. We get two wins. And then we lose to twenty four to Houston. But now we're winning. So now we've won the last two games after that. So you know what? Things things are looking up for the Pittsburgh uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Cam Hayward, he's not playing this week. Returned to practice today. That is Good. huge. There you go. That's you huge go. for us. TJ Watt. I mean, I I know there's there's a, there's also another edge in the AFC North that that's looking for that defensive player of the year. But I he's the defensive player of the year. We got players all around. I mean, we got Deontay John. We got players all around the defense. Um, 
We got Deontay Johnson back. You know, there's something cooking here with these Pittsburgh Steelers that's getting me a little excited. I, I'm, I'm kind of worried a little bit because I, I, I don't want to feel let down. We do have Matt Canada, uh, you know, an absolute abomination of an offensive coordinator, like I've said. But, yeah, give me give me the Steelers here. Let's go. The Yinzers are all excited in yeah. Pittsburgh. The Yinzers. Yeah. Everyone's getting all excited. I'm not, I'm not even a Yinzer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everyone's up on the Steelers now, and I was up on the Steelers all. So that means you have to take the Jags. Do it. I'm thinking. Do I'm it. thinking now. Now you guys got me Channel all. Your anger. You got it. me thinking Steelers Super Bowl here. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? I <laughs> I will cry tears if that happens. I think I think that I'm gonna have to lean ever so slightly towards the Jags, and I really. Ugly game. Um, Every game we play is ugly. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but I do think that the Jags' offense gets the job done, and it'll be a, like I said, close, ugly, take the under type of game. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll have to see. It should be a fun one. Next up, Bengals at 49ers uh, in the 425 slate. Another good game on this uh, week eight slate. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna take the Niners in a bounce back game here. Um, look, I, I, I don't see Purdy. I mean, Purdy's been struggling the last couple weeks. I think he bounces back here. Bengals, um, they've been playing better as of late, but I'm gonna go lean 49ers here. Um, minus three and a half. Uh, that number does concern me, but, um, you know, I mean, look, I mean, yeah, yeah the Bengals had win. They're coming off a bye too. That does kind of concern me. Um, but come up, and they barely beat the Seahawks, seventeen to thirteen. Uh, but I will lean 49ers here. I think the only way the 49ers lose this game is if Brock Purdy puts up another game like yeah. he did the past two weeks. They're gonna get Debo back. They're gonna get Trent Williams back. I think that's gonna be the difference for them. They're at home. This is gonna be a good bounce back game for the 49ers. I think there's just again only one possible way that they're gonna lose this game against the Bengals. So uh and I think Brock Purdy should do for a bounce back game. So give me the give me the Niners. Uh this one's tough here because again the Cincy, it feels like for the past like couple weeks, all these games have been like must-win games because of they started the season one and three. Um, it's in Cincinnati. Uh, I think Brock Purdy's playing. Do we know well, uh, that it, he's that questionable? Also does depend as it stands on right Brady now. Honestly, I don't think it matters what quarterback plays because um, of how good this team is. Yeah, I'm gonna the Niners. They can't lose three in a row, uh, so I'm gonna take the Niners minus three and a half here. Yeah, um, as much as I love the Bengals right now and I want them to be a good team, um, I hate that they're three and three right now, and I hate that I'm gonna say that they're gonna be three and four after yeah. this game. But I mean, yeah, the Niners—they can't lose three straight games. No, um, too good of a roster. I do think that, pending if Purdy starts or not, I don't know that Sam Darnold would be as effective as Purdy. I don't know if that's – I'm not sure. Maybe the Bengals pull it off if he's starting. Um, but, yeah, 49ers. And and like we said, like I said earlier, I do trust Kyle Shanahan to get the most out of Sam Darnold. I think – I don't think Sam Darnold will have this horrible game. I think Darnold actually performed just fine. So 
On to the Sunday night game. Bears and Chargers. This is another stinker, another stinker of a Sunday night game. Uh, you guys are so excited to watch Tyson Bajan against a poorly coached oh Chargers God. team. Uh, I'm gonna, Bears are, uh, Chargers are eight and a half point favorites. Uh, Chargers will win, but I do think the Bears will cover. Uh, the Brandon Staley is a joke, and the Chargers are – it's so disappointing how bad they are. Uh, just the, the coaching malpractice that Brandon Staley has, has done this year is absolutely insane. So – I'm going to I'm going to take the Bears to cover because I don't know why because uh, Brandon Staley is a joke, <laughs> but fine. I could easily see the Chargers blowing this team out with no fields. Uh, but Bajan, we'll see how he does in his first ever road game. That's going to be packed with Bears fans. By the way, it's, <laughs> it's so not a road game. It's not a road yeah, game. It's, really it's going to be game. another home game. Uh, watching the Chargers just makes me sad because I love Justin Herbert and I am so upset He's that also he has hurt. to deal. He is also hurt, he's gonna play, so I'm, I'm mad that he has to deal with the fact that he's playing injured because his coach sucks, and so they have to win every game right now that they're playing. So um, give me the Chargers um, to win, unfortunately, which means another game of Brendan Staley, but give me the Bears to cover because Brendan Staley is the char- uh, head coach of the Chargers. Why is this the um, Sunday night game? Sunday night game. Because the NFL said, oh, Justin Fields versus Herbert. Oh, Fields is going to take a step this they, year. Whoa. They drink the, the Bears, the they drink the Bears Kool-Aid as well. And they're like, they were you know what? The Bears Kool-Aid. This will be a good one to put on. Yeah, like, I mean, was there even Bears Should have been flexed out. What's I, up? I mean, they, you could they, maybe. You know, okay, you know what? <laughs> there was a little bit of Bears hype. Yeah, yeah, there was a little there bit. It was before the season. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of primetime games. <laughs> Yeah, so back to this game. So Tyson, Bajent, uh, this is a home game. Uh, there's going to be a lot of Bears fan there. And there's any defense you want to play against right now, especially as a quarterback, you would want to play the, the Las Vegas, the, the Jesus, L.A. Chargers. I always called them San Diego. a day against the Chargers I, defense. I almost called them San Diego was, earlier before. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So, yeah, they're allowing 335 passing yards a game. So I say that, but – Again, the Chargers are a more talented team. Like their quarterback more. Yeah, give me the Chargers. Ugh, this game. Yeah. This game's gonna be just horrible. One of the games horrible. of all time. One of the, One of the, the games, games of, of all time, time for games. sure. But yeah, I'm gonna have to take the Chargers. Um, I th- think that it's gonna be one of those games that are kind of close for no reason, just because. It's, you know, the 2023 Chargers. Um, mm-hmm. And they will find a way to make this game, like, a two-point victory or something just to make it even their wins look bad. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Chargers. I don't think the team's just too talented to lose to, like, a team without their starting quarterback, like the Bears who, you know... I don't know. It's hard. It's Brennan Staley. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to watch. It's hard to. Yeah, a lot of talent, so it yeah. could easily happen. Yeah, it's just it's it's bad. <laughs> they they remind me of the Niners if the Niners were coached by a gerbil. You know what I mean? <laughs> if they didn't have a coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Uh, I think that's gonna do it for this episode of the Pylon Week Eight Edition. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast on Impact, or you can find it on ImpactA9FM.com. We should have this episode out either right after this podcast on Thursday night or Friday morning when the football crew travels to Minneapolis. So 
that should be fun. But anyways, yeah, have fun this uh, weekend. Yeah, I don't know. That, I don't want to watch any more MSC football. But hey, do. going to the going to Minneapolis with the gang should be fun. So uh, that will do it for this episode. Uh, for Oscar Henderson, Jack David, Matt Corey, my name is J.D. Coster. We will see you guys next time.